and welcome to another edition of the South Team Podcast. I'm Emery Hunter-Czar of The Playbook. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media accounts. Don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network located at youtube.com slash footballgameplan. Also subscribe on iTunes, the Football Game Plan Podcast, and leave us a five-star rating. Now that we got all of the housekeeping items out of the way, we're rolling with our 2020 NFL Draft Prospect interviews here on the Scout Team Podcast. And today we have an outstanding quarterback coming from the Conference USA level. I was about to say the Sunbelt Conference, but that was way before your time. Uh, but James Borgen from Florida International. James, I appreciate you taking time. For sure. Thanks for having me. Well, you're playing in the East-West Shrine Bowl this year. I was about to say Shrine Game, but they changed the bowl this year. But you're playing in the Shrine Bowl. Huge honor. Uh, and one of my favorite all-star events to attend each and every year. I'll be there uh, next week to kick off the practices and things like that and staying through the game. How huge was it to get that invite for the Shrine, and how great of an opportunity is it to play in that bowl game? It's a fantastic opportunity for me. Coming from FIU, the knock kind of, you know, with everything is, okay, it's a smaller school, a group of five school. The competition isn't as good. And for me, it's a huge opportunity to be able to go out and showcase my stuff against um, elite competition. You know, it's uh, you can't use that excuse anymore when all these guys are here from all these power five schools and all that stuff like that. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, should be a great uh, group of guys coming, and I'm really hoping to show off, you know, my arm strength, my accuracy, my anticipation, really the NFL skill set against some great competition. I, I hate that part of the 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 way college football has gotten because I played at yeah. University of Louisiana, Sun Belt School, right? Okay. And sure. and now at first it was okay, D one, D one, double A, and we've gotten to a point where okay, it's Power Five now and Group of Five. They act as if right. where you play right. isn't tough and where you guys are competing against doesn't have a lot of good talent. Can you explain to the people right. out there how good of the talent is in conference USA, top to bottom? Definitely. I think you look at the NFL and you see how many people have came from schools that aren't necessarily top, you know, considered top tier uh, college football schools. And it's really incredible the uh, the amount of, you know, like great competition that comes out of it. So it's, it's definitely a very challenging conference um, coming out of high school. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, OK, I want to go power five, but make no mistake about it. Conference USA and the MAC, uh, which both of I've been associated with are no joke. There's a lot of really great teams and great competition and um, I, I would agree with you there. I think it's an unfair stigmatism that's given to those types of schools. And I think that you're seeing more of uh, an even or, you know, a more even competition between those two. And we can attest to that with, uh, you know, our win over Miami this year, which is a huge win for our program. But um, just we think personally we have the respect or, or that we can compete with teams like that and aren't necessarily given the respect. And so um, stuff like that is, is great for justification for that. Yeah, you're you're preaching to the choir here because listen, the fact that uh, you guys not only beat Miami but dominated that game just speaks volumes mm -hmm. to the talent level that's at FIU. And you mentioned going from Bowling Green to FIU. What went into that process? And when you got to FIU, you became yeah. a record-setting quarterback. So take me through that process of going from Bowling Green to FIU and and breaking records while you were there down there at Miami. You just didn't go down there and just you know, be on a team, you went down there with a purpose right. and broke records. Well, I think that a, a major part of that, to be honest with you, is just the family feel that FIU had. And that was something that was really appealing to me coming from Bowling Green, going to FIU, is I wanted to find a place where there was that tight-knit atmosphere and that family atmosphere. And I certainly found that with FIU. I was welcomed right away. 
had to really earn my respect and try to do that by showing how hard of a worker I am and all that stuff. But ultimately got that respect and just was completely welcomed, really liked it. The other factors that went into that competition, or excuse me, that went into that decision uh, were the coaching. Uh, Butch Davis, phenomenal coach, extremely blessed to have been able to learn under him for the last two years. And then the system of offense. I went from an air raid system at Bowling Green to more of a pro style, but still has a lot of spread principles, but definitely more control for the quarterback, more decision-making at the line of scrimmage, pre-snap, and then post-snap in terms of the structure of the reads and uh, different things like side adjustments, hots. Had much more control over that at FIU. So all of those factors really played in, but couldn't have been happier with my decision. Um, Really enjoyed my last two years. Yeah, I like that you brought up the offense because that's where I wanted to go next. And when you look at how you play, when I look at quarterbacks, I don't care about height, weight, arm strength, accuracy. Well, accuracy is important, but arm strength, all these these, uh, measurable tools that people love to write down. Is he afraid of pressure or is he not afraid of pressure? That's the biggest sure. thing I look for. What I've noticed about you is that you're fearless as a passer. You were sure. touchdown to check down. The game that really stood out to me this year that I caught live was a La Tech game. A La Tech okay. got a Meek Robertson out there in the secondary. They got two other guys. They got the safety that played corner, uh, Legereus Sneed, I believe. So they got some good dudes out there in the secondary. You had no fear of attacking those guys deep in coverage. Can you talk about that mentality to be fearless as a passer and how critical is that uh, to play the position, especially at the next level? Sure. I think there's a couple different things that go into that. So Louisiana Tech was a great game. They had a great defense. You know, it was definitely a battle. I wish we could have came out on top of that game. But certainly felt really good going out and ripping it. And I think it's a real delicate balance. And it's something that, you know, I always have felt like I've had a strong arm. Growing up, I watched Brett Favre go out and just rip the ball, all these different you know, positions, windows, and all that stuff. So for me, I always felt really confident throwing it in tight windows. And as I developed as a player, you know, you mentioned it. It kind of had to be a, a balance between, okay, I know I probably can make this throw right here, it's, but it's pretty tight. The probability might be low. So maybe the better thing for the offense, the down distance in the situation in the game, would be just to not go there and come back down to a check down. So uh, it's definitely a balance. I mean, I really am confident in myself. I think I can make every throw on the field, but – what I've gotten better at as I've gone and what I still need to continue improving on is, okay, I know I can make this throw, but what's best for the team for this situation? Let's check it down. Let's get five yards, go forward. And I think, uh, you know, in, in the LaTeX game, there was a good mix of that, but it's always something that I'm working on and just, t- you know, being fearless, like you said, to, to go take a shot, but also knowing when to take what they give you, which I think is extremely important as a quarterback. So that balance is always something I'm working on and I love improving at it. And the fact of the matter is, I just think this is probably, you know, a, a good place for you to play because you're you're getting the pro coaching from Butch Davis, who coached at the, uh, at the right. NFL level. But I think your game is probably easier transferable to the NFL because of your style of play. Uh, right. Because I think when you look at the college game, it's so spread out. The hash marks make a huge difference in the passing game. But the That's NFL, right. the game is played in the middle of the field. So you every throw is a, essentially a tight window throw. Do you think right. playing at FIU and playing in this offense and playing the way you play, when you go to the NFL, you think the game will perhaps slow down for you then as opposed to playing a collegiate game? I definitely do. I think that thanks to the FIU coaches and the offense, you know, Rich Strasky over there has been in the business for 30-some years, forever. Uh, my development just skyrocketed since I've been there, and I think that's a huge testament to them and Um, I I definitely think that a lot of the things that I learned from that offense in terms of, you know, like I said before, structure, hots, blocking, protection is going to be 
use it in the next level and can definitely help me slow down the game for that. So I'm very thankful to have been able to learn under that system. And I think it's definitely a good preparation tool for the NFL. Now, you mentioned Brett Favre as one of the guys that you used to watch yeah. and, and, and draw comparisons from. But who are some of the other players that you watched and, and was like, you know, I, I like that part of his game. I would take some of that and add it to mine. Because I'll give you my thoughts uh, once you tell me who sure. you think you, you uh, <laughs> compare it to. There's one guy in particular that, that comes to mind uh, when okay. I watch you play. Well, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, to be honest, this last summer I had a chance to study some NFL teams. One of the biggest ones that I did was just Tom Brady. And mm-hmm. I know that may be kind of a cliche answer, but the fact of the matter is the guy is balling at 40 years old and he's doing something right. So just kind of watching the, you know, the poise he plays with, um, you know, he's similar to me where obviously he's a pocket passer. He's not, uh, his, his forte isn't to break out and make a play just like mine. I love to stand in there and just rip that son of a gun. So uh, I watched him, I'd be able to take away, you know, the technical aspect and then as well, the, um, you know, offensive aspect, just seeing kind of cerebrally, how uh, their offense worked with him hitting reads and, uh, you know, the anticipation aspect of, you know, maybe Julian Edelman on a crosser and where Brady threw it at and knowing he's open against a certain zone. So uh, I really took a lot away from Brady. I'd say that I like him. And then I also really like um, kind of in a mentality wise, I've seen some clips of like Drew Brees and uh, the effort intensity that he brings to every single practice, everything, every single workout. And that's something that I found a lot of similarities with myself, maybe not necessarily the body type. I feel like I'm a little bit bigger, but um, just the, the mental approach to the game and the preparation aspect, I, I absolutely love that. And that's the same way that I try to approach the game as well. Now, I'm a little bit older than you, so my comparison was a little bit uh, further back. Uh, I'm okay. old enough to have watched John Elway throw the football. And <laughs> okay. not just – if, if people go. remember yeah. Elway from the, the Super Bowl uh, – to the yeah. last two Super Bowl runs. But I'm talking pre-uniform change Elway when okay. they were – legit throwing that football downfield he didn't now he was probably a you know more of a a runner at that point but at the end of the day when he used to stand there and just fire that football it didn't matter where the ball where the defender was in the play there was if there was a window he was gonna throw it in there and I like that aggressiveness about him and I I like that part of your game and you know people hear all these big names they'll hear Drew Brees and Tom Brady and Brett Favre and Elway and think we're just you know talking you up as this you know uh ridiculous prospect but it's the elements of the game that we're comparing um because people have a hard time for understanding uh or comprehending these comparisons that we're talking about but if you go back and watch some of these old elway games he his the way he used to rocket fire those footballs downfield in tight coverage you know that that deep in route that uh post it wasn't a bang it was used to be the deep post back then but he used to like fire that football deep down the field Matter of fact, I've seen you make a couple of these throws uh, where it's a it's a hole shot versus cover yes, two, and you drill it perfectly to where the safety has no chance to get over. So those are some Elway type throws that he used to make, and that's I was like, man, this dude throwing the rock like like number seven. Yeah. So <laughs> legendary player. I'm gonna have to open up the film film vault for that one for sure. Yeah, you gotta yeah, yeah hit your YouTube's up. <laughs> uh, but when you look at uh, we, we we talked a lot about your arm strength, your preparation. Um, and your decision-making and what you're able to do within that offense. But where do you feel as though your game is still being underrated or what's an underrated element of your game? An underrated element. That's a great question because, man, you know, you always talk about things you can improve on. And one of the biggest things that I'm trying to prove on is to, um, you know, not have that perception of uh, that I'm not mobile. I think if I have the opportunity, the means, and there's a, you know, a third and five and nobody's open, I can come down and get the sticks hundred percent. And 
So I, I'd say that probably that mobility aspect in the pocket is something that one of the biggest things that I'm working on. I really think that, um, you know, despite whatever my uh, stigmatism is, pocket quarterback, can't really run all that stuff. I think I am able to do that. That's something that I'm always working on is just being quick, being able to stay on platform, making different types of throws. You know, you look at the Patrick Mahomes sidearm type of throws, and sometimes I've had to do that in games before I feel very comfortable, you know, changing my arm slot and making those throws. So, um, you know, great question. And uh, I think probably mobility is one of the things that I continue to work on, but definitely think that I can do despite what um, may be a knock on me, perhaps. Which is interesting because if they watch you play, they were watching you move around the offense. They have yeah. some zone read elements within your offense, and right. it 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 wouldn't be a zone read element if they there wasn't a threat for you to run. You know, That's so right. Right. you right. you've been able to pull it and pick up first downs and touchdowns. So right. uh, it's pretty right. interesting that people still use uh, just look at height, weight, and say, okay, yeah, pocket pass, and don't realize you can actually move. Um, right, right, right. You graduated. I agree. From, from Bowling Green and pre-law, and, you know, you're getting your MPA yep. from FIU. So, pretty smart dude, and you're going to go on and do great things uh, post-football. Hopefully, it's 20 years from now. But Agreed. I said all that to say that when you, when, you, when you have your academic background, but you're still out there grinding, you're still out there playing, it shows you have a true love for the game. Because a lot of guys would have just gotten that master's and be like, you know what, I'm kind of done with football. But it, it shows you love the game. What is it about the game that you love the most? Man, what's there not to love? Honestly, I, 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 you said it though. I've fallen in love with the game since I was four years old. I absolutely have loved football, and <clears throat> you know, I think college athletics for a student athlete is certainly a grind, and there's a, a definite balance that needs to be struck there. But I would always be the one where you know, I, I, I found, I found meaning in doing some of that stuff. But really, my true calling was always football. But I don't think there's a better feeling in the world than being able to prepare the most you can and coming out on a Saturday and now a Sunday, uh, knowing that you know exactly what the defense is going to do and know exactly what your game plan is going to do and just being able to systematically go down and like surgically uh, pick them apart and then throwing a touchdown pass. When you, when you, you know, see something that you've seen in preparation and go and throw it and the receiver comes down with it, it is there's no better feeling in the world. And um, you know, I've, I just have fallen in love with the quarterback position since I was a little kid. I loved everything about it. You know, the leadership, the the hard work, the always being the the hardest worker in the world or in the room. Excuse me. I think uh, one of the one of the best things honestly I like about quarterback is just the um, you know the relationship aspect because I think one of the biggest things about a quarterback is their duty is to pick out the people around them to heights that maybe they themselves couldn't have realized. So I'm trying to get absolutely everything I can out of you towards our common goal, and I think sometimes there's a lot of satisfaction in that where you see the development of one of your teammates who necessarily didn't think that, um, you know, they might've been able to do something and then you continue to be on and continue to push them. And all of a sudden it's like, they're seeing those results. I think that's a huge um, aspect of, you know, just, just satisfaction where we put in the work and now it's, it's paying off. And um, yeah, man, I could go on for hours though. I absolutely love the quarterback position. I love football. Man. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think people truly give football its credit for the amount of strategy that's involved. You know, they try to oh, dump yeah. down football a lot and, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> call us dumb jocks and just, oh, you just get up there and line up and just, you know, move the ball. But it, it's right. so funny with the, just from the sheer play design of your of your own offense, juxtaposed with the defense's play design to try to stop any given play yeah. and watching 22 people on a field trying to coordinate, right, right, right. get the best position. This is one of the more beautiful games uh, out there. Also, I, yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, I, I would just say I completely agree. I think as, you know, a quarterback, especially, like you said, you need to know where all 22 guys are going to be at. And 
it's uh, there's such an element of, you know, you don't know exactly what you're going to get. And that's why I think habitual learning and just repetitive practice at, um, you know, mental, you know, uh, tendencies where I go up and I recognize something, I recognize something happening that I've seen on film, I've repped out a million times and know, you know, kind of second nature automatically how my body responds to that because I've thought through it and I've practiced it so many times and now it's just natural. Um, you know, I, I agree. I think it's a beautiful thing and um, definitely complex and uh, just, you got to love it, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you have love, to. Man. You yeah. know what else is underrated when you when you're doing uh not just from uh, X's and O standpoint, but just from a personnel standpoint, like when oh, you yeah. when you see that that yeah. particular person that you scouted get into the game right. and it's just a quick right. receiver quarterback looking at each other like, oh man, yeah. they got this dude all like <laughs> all bets are off. We're going. Yeah, no, and even little things too, like just you know the depth, size, and leverage, and just matching it to what you've seen uh, on the tape and understanding, you know, okay, we literally talked about how to beat this. Uh, in you know meetings on Tuesdays, I you know I pulled Maloney aside and we talked about okay he's playing like this here's what you gotta do and yeah man it's great great aspect and that kind of identification identification stuff um, certainly has been a big developmental process for me but um, absolutely love it man it's it's, it's ultimately a strategy game especially at the quarterback position and that's one of the things I love most about it yeah as players you you really you go through the whole week of Man, coach need to chill out. I don't know what coach talking about. Then you get in the game, you're like, man, coach actually was right. Coach his doing stuff. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, listen, man, it's been fun. Um, where can people continue to follow you on social media to keep track of your journey as you make the leap to the NFL? Okay, so my Instagram or my Instagram is James Morgan underscore twelve, and my Twitter is uh, it's actually J Money with three Y's twelve. <laughs> um, you know. To be to be seen whether or not I change that to a more professional undertone potentially coming here in the future. <laughs> that's I've had it since my freshman year of high school. So, um, anyways, yeah, that's that's where I can be reached at. Um, I'm pretty mellow on social media, but I appreciate you giving me a chance to shout out. Well, listen, you you have to keep the J money. Uh, yeah, you got to right. You got to now. You, it's out there in the universe. Right. You got to keep it right, now. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, it's gonna it's gonna make the story better when you're out there balling on Sunday yes, and go to yes, check sir. social media and say J money. Like that's, that's right, perfect. That's right. Don't change that. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with you on that one. Yeah, we'll, so we'll see. I'll see what my agent says. How about that? <laughs> right. Right. Good deal. Well, James, man, thank you for taking time, and we wish you the best of luck moving forward. Yeah, hey, I really appreciate you having me on. Great talking with you.